Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. It's a blessing service. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. The author of this book was talking about Jesus and he made reference to his life here on earth and he said who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared eight though he were a son Yet lend he obedience by the things which he suffered. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about the blessing of obedience, part three. Please take your seat. Briefly, obedience is so important in the life of the child of God that the Bible talks about unbelievers who don't have the spirit of Christ as children of disobedience. That means that people who are disobedient are not emulating or partnering their lives after the Lord Jesus Christ because if you read the Bible carefully you will find out that there are spirits or virtues that come from the Lord Jesus and there are things that do not come from him. In the book of Timothy he said I have not given you the spirit of fear again to fear. First Timothy 1.7 but I have given you sound mind praise the Lord boldness. So clearly you see that there are spirits that the Lord gives. Fear is not one of those spirits. But sound mind, boldness, self-control, love are some of the things that the Holy Spirit gives to his children. So when the Bible talks about The children of disobedience, you have to understand that these are not the children of the Lord. Because the Lord does not give disobedience. He gives the spirit that helps people to walk in obedience to his word. So obedience is so important that when Jesus came on earth, he had to exemplify it. And it is important to know that we were not born with obedience. 
everybody here, including the pastor, was born innocent, but basically there is an inherent default ability to be more disobedient than obedient. That is to say that there is nothing good in you and I. That you and I, we are bad. Like bad, bad. Bad, bad. Like, like we are very, very, very bad. Even biologically, nothing good is in us. I heard one professor of medicine saying that we are so bad that even biologically, there is nothing good in us. That wherever there is a hole, like your sweat pores, whatever comes from that pore is very smelly. Just smell your skin. Sometimes you understand what I'm talking about. The words that come from your ears and some other things come from your nose. Mucus. Wherever there is hope, from the crown of your head to the source of your feet, everything coming from there is very, very bad. There is nothing good in us. It is only Christ in us. That gives us hope for glory. Hope for glory. If you think I'm lying, maybe today is too late. When you wake up tomorrow morning, smell your mouth and see what I'm talking about. I'm saying that originally, whatever comes out of you and I, it's not nice. So, we cannot put our strength or our confidence in the power of our flesh. Because the flesh profited nothing. The help comes from the spirit. Scripture we read is very clear. Jesus on earth is the son of God. But he had to be subject to all the laws and the rudiments of life that all human beings were subjected to. Bible said, born under sin, born by a woman, born under sin. He had to overcome sin. The same way you and I have to go through life. And so he was subject to the elements of this life The same way you and I are But the Bible said he learned obedience By the many things that he suffered He prayed He made supplications In fact look at the kind of prayers he prayed I don't think you and I will have prayed that kind of prayer The kind of prayers he prayed in verse number 7 The Bible said he prayed to the one who was able to deliver him And he did that, the prayers and the supplication with strong crying and tears. When was the last time you did prayer with strong crying and tears? And yet, he had to learn obedience through the many things that he suffered. Why? Why is Bible connecting the obedience of Christ to his strong crying and tears in prayer? Why? One of the reasons why this is so is because you and I can be deceived into thinking that 
strong crying and tears in prayer and supplication is the way to go when we have to correct the errors of life. That we are taught that prayer is the first point a believer must get to when you want to reach your destination. I'm telling you that is a lie. And the reason why it's a lie is that until obedience is on ground, nothing can move. That if you are praying on top of stealing, that prayer is useless. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that when demons are after you, prayer is not the first point. You have to check your obedience caution. You have to check your alignment with God and the word of God and the voice of God. Whether you have rejected the word or you have embraced the word, whether you are in line or you are out of line. Because a man who is out of line and wants to stay out of line and is praying is still going nowhere. So we we normally, that's what Bible says that consider your ways. Consider your ways. Remove whatever is in your eyes. Because if you don't remove it, it has a way of magnifying whatever is in the eyes of other people. Because normally we don't look to ourselves. We like to look externally to things that are around us. And we have been lied to that prayer is powerful. I'm telling you that prayer is powerless. It doesn't matter the strong cries and the tears if obedience is not on ground. Because Jesus had to learn obedience for his prayers to be answered. And if Jesus had to learn obedience by the many things he suffered, you and I cannot make progress until obedience to God is on ground. Please, you are doing nothing about your destiny if you are not doing something about your obedience. And we can be in church and we don't understand this. There are principles in marriage. I decided not to say a lot about marriage until my marriage was 10. But by the grace of God, it's 13 now. And so, anybody who has sold water for 13 years can now begin to talk about water. Your business will go down. Market where water does not touch. If you have father here, and you don't understand what it means to obey God to take care of your family. Let the prophets gather in the gardens and be praying for you. You are on your way out. You are just going. And they can fast dry without water for many days, but your life will still run dry. I'm just telling you, last week I said something, you didn't like it, but I'm still coming there. February is a month of love. I'm just telling you that a wife who doesn't know her place is on her way down. Because it does not matter how much you know to pray. When obedience is absent, your life smells. It stinks. Look at what the Bible said in 1 Samuel 15.22. Look at it. Look at it. I didn't put it there. 1 Samuel 15.22. Look at it. It said, and Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold! 
to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. So it is clear that God places more premium on your obedience than your sacrifice. Did I write it? And when you go to the next level, it's even worse. Verse 23. Look at it. For rebellion. Now, you see, when Bible is just doing these things, all you have to place them in contest. Praise the Lord. You have to follow the contest of the test. That it is not for out of God's whims and caprices. That he is talking about the fact that obedience is better than sacrifice. Then he goes a step further to say that I want to address the issue of rebellion. And the reason why he needed to address the issue of rebellion is that most sacrificial people think that they are pleasing in the sight of God. But the Lord wants you to know that your sacrifice cannot bribe him. Like Saul. I say kill, you kill. I say don't take anything, don't bring anything, you don't bring. Don't bring anything from where I've instructed you to bend down and say I'm sacrificing unto you. It doesn't please me. So, have you seen God before? Did you see him begging for food? Has he been hungry before? So, you just have to stay there because God knows that many people can cover their rebellion in sacrifice. So, he said that, look at the 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Now, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being a king. First of all, God equates rebellion to witchcraft. I mean, there are many witches in church. Based on this scripture, did I write it? I keep telling you that one of the things you have to strive to do as a parent here is that strive, work very hard to take your children to good schools. So that when pastor is preaching, you will not even think he's insulting you. Because the words are written there. So in case you don't understand, your children will come and understand. Take your children to good schools. Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. That's the one that flies in the night and sorts blood. Is no more a sinner than the person who rejects the word of God. And says I'm a Christian. You are dangerous. It's just that you have not started flying. There are some people when you are working with them. They make working with people difficult. Because they are rebellious. You can be a rebellious husband. Rebellious wife. Rebellious brother, sister. Whatever. Too rebellious. You reject the word of God. I'm going to tell you the effect of this. And he says that stubbornness. So he's equating again. There's something called symmetry. Symmetrically. He's equating rebellion to stubbornness. And witchcraft to idolatry. And all those things. And he's saying that. Some people may say, I'm not rebellious. But you know you are stubborn. Stubborn means you are not teachable. You are not rebukable. 
incorrectable. You refuse to straighten when you are supposed to straighten. You are stiff naked. You are proud and arrogant. All these traits will not make you obedient because sometimes your obedience is in instruction done in affliction. Jesus learned his own through affliction. You must learn your own through instruction. That's God's, God's first point. His first point of call is instruction into obedience. When instructions fail, then persecution, trials will now teach you what it means to be obedient. Church, then he said, because you have rejected the word, I will reject you from becoming a king. There are some things, even if you are, God will remove you. The way he removes all because of disobedience. And if you are trying to get there, you will not even get there in the first place. Because God will ensure that you will not get there and praise your disobedience for that journey. God must be God. The reason why some people's businesses can never grow is because of their disobedience to God. Even to your fellow men. I mean, you don't know the way. God is teaching you the way. Same way you don't know the way. God has given you a man to teach you the way. But you say, no, my way is my way. Anytime your way is your way, you are going nowhere because there is no way. In your way, it has to be. Jesus said, I am the way. Every proper way you must be taught. Because you have not been in this life before. Except you are a spirit we are just about to discover. Your future is someone's past. And people can tutor you into your destination without a scratch. But you say you want to get there. That's why you do many U-turns and diversions. And a way, a journey of one hour can become a whole year for you. Because you are not ready to listen. Put your hand on your head. Say, God, give me a teachable spirit. A listening spirit. Whatever I have to become. I receive the spirit of obedience. To become in the name of Jesus. I think it's a good point to clap for the Lord. Alright. Church, the scripture we read is so beautiful. That no matter who you are, it's telling us that Jesus learned obedience. So obedience is a learnable virtue. It is in obedience that Bible said that Jesus, when he obeyed the Father, now he has been given a name above every name. And he has been exalted. There is no exaltation. There is no renown. There is no fame. Without obedience. And you and I must tell ourselves today that in 2022, I will learn to obey. That's why I started by saying that you and I inherently, look at Adam. He was born, he was created into the garden without any exposure of the outside life. He still had in him to disobey God. I'm telling you that disobedience is in our genes. It's in our blood. That if we were given the chance to choose between obedience 
and disobedience. Obedience with gold and disobedience with curses. We will be more driven enzymically. There's an enzyme in you that will drive you to where the disobedience is for the curse. That is why you and I must learn. It's a learnable virtue. The same way you learn to speak, you can learn to obey God. That means that you can gradually move from your stubbornness. Do you know that God knew that Pharaoh will never, Pharaoh will not reject the temptation of the Red Sea. God knew it. And that's why God didn't kill him in town. He killed him in the Red Sea. Why? Because the Bible said Pharaoh was always hard-hearted, stiff-necked. So, he being born had never seen the rest he parted before. Hey, so you have been in your own country. Rest he has never parted before. Then you are pursuing some people. Then you get to the rest and you see that, wow, there is a highway in the rest. You didn't even stop. No commercial break, no technical break, no. You just say, I'm going to get them there. Quite a bit. By the time we knew, the guy had swallowed the bait. Because thick naked people will always swallow the bait. They, they don't think, they don't, they don't wait to think. They don't wait to embrace the other spirit they need to embrace to save their lives. And the devil will lie to you that you are strong and wild and smart. No, you are not. Please, you are not. If your husband cool down. If you are a wife, do what? Kuda. You are a child of God, do what? Kuda. Ah, this, this strong thing. I'm a man. I, I asked you last week, when you say I'm a man, what do you really mean? Like, is there a feeling inside that is a manly feeling or what? When you say I'm the man, because, because I need to talk to the man, because some men cannot be advised. They cannot be counseled. Yes. I've seen a man stand before me. He said, you are too young to advise me. One week, he died. One, one week. The same advice that he was supposed to take and avoid that journey. The, 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 the stubbornness put him in, in his early grave. Because traditionally, we have been trained to think that man don't cry. Man don't listen. Man you are the all-knowing but you and i know that no human being is all-knowing two of us so that many things they are telling us or they have told us they are lies and you see you can believe some things but as you have grown and you have had boys and girls for children and you don't want your girls to be treated somewhere and you have been in church you realize that even you the way you were operating was in error because from the error of your father, he told you that you are a man. You need to think some way. It's error. Because you love your girls now. And your girls are so intelligent that you don't want to give them to a man who thinks the way you used to think 40 years ago. Thinking that women are, are, are baller. Do you know baller? Yeah. Women are rubbish. Like you say, who is a woman? What's a woman? Women, their brain is small. By what calculation? And as I'm preaching this, and God is just speaking to all of us. And your, your responsibility today will be for you to be obedient to the word of God. It will help you to make changes. You see that your life will be better. 
Praise the Lord. Your life will be what? The real examination in life is not prayer. The real examination for Adam in the garden is whether you eat the apple they say don't eat or not. It's an obedient test. It's an obedience test. <laughs> Anytime God wants to test you, the testing of God is different from that of the devil. Anytime God wants to test you, he will give you opportunity to blow or to grow. He gave Adam everything. He said, that Adam, this one, this small one in the center, eh? don't touch it. Adam said, I will blow it. Some people don't grow. They just blow. It's an obedience test. Tell somebody it's an obedience test. Obedience was the last exam that Jesus needed to pass in the garden of Gethsemane in order to attain the name above every other name. That's why he said, Father, not my will, but your will be. But I wish, Father, that this cup will pass me by. But I submit my whole will to yours. I want to obey your will. And that was the last test he had to pass. So when they were beating him, he was not feeling anything. The real pain, the real test was in the garden. When he had to obey, to, to be in line with the will of God. And the reason why you need obedience is because to every miracle, there is an instruction to obey. And our final exam, before any major miracle happens in our lives will be the obedience test. And the word of God upon your life is impotent until you obey it. The word of God in your life is what? Until you obey. Look at a a scripture like um, Luke chapter 5 from verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, talking about Jesus and Peter, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. I'm telling you that for every miracle there will be an obedience test. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So Peter is an experienced fisherman. At the time that Jesus used his boat and was telling him that now, Peter, you guys, you caught nothing last night. I need you to go fishing again. Peter said, based on my experience, this is a bad time to fish. Even the more appropriate time we went for fishing, we caught nothing. You can't tell me to be fishing at this time because nobody catches fish at this time. But Peter is willing to obey against his experience. That's why that word is, he said, nevertheless, at thy word, I'm going to what? Obey. Nevertheless. I mean, there are many times you may have to get to that nevertheless degree for you to see a miracle. Because we, God knows we are set in our ways. So for every miracle, there is an obedience test. And I know that only few people are able to pass by saying that even though my experience tells me this is not going to happen, nevertheless, at thy word, at thy word, I will go out fishing. And that is the reason why 
plenty fishes entered his direction. There is always a divine element for your next level if you will obey. There's always a divine arrangement for your next level. And God is talking to somebody personally today. I'm not preaching to everybody. Bible said there were many widows in Israel, but unto one was a prophet sent. And I believe that God is talking to somebody personally. Personally. One person. Today. Praise the Lord. Nevertheless. It's an obedience test. It's an obedience test. To even give somebody a five Ghana change or something they ask you to go and buy. A rich man asked you to go and buy something. And there was a change of five Ghana. To have the obedience to give that change back might be the only reason why you'll be employed. And many disobedient people would trivialize it. He's a rich man. What, what does rich? Let me tell you something. Rich people don't play with their scraps and crumbs. Jesus said, I have the power to multiply bread. But I'm telling you, after they have eaten, collect crumbs. Rich people, they, they won't test you with one million dollars now. What is it? One million dollars? You won't, you, you won't swallow the bait. And indeed, for most animals, when the bait is bigger, they avoid it. When it's small. Because the Bible is true. That he that is faithful in the little. In the little. The big. The, of course when you see a witch. You see a witch. But when a witch is corporate. It's a corporate witch. Beautiful. With manicure, pedicure. With makeup. With uh, uh, the, the, the hair. It's called what? Bone straight hair. How will you know? Just a little. Just a little. You drove somebody's car. One coin is there. Be obedient and you drove. If there's anywhere, de-drive yourself. Without touching anything. So people know where they post. They even know the angle of inclination. Angle of what? They know where they put up. Don't touch. Don't touch. Hey! It's a test. And you'll be seeing that when you want to take that five Ghana cities, the voice inside will be telling you that, be careful. Be careful. But the disobedience in you will tell you that, what is it? Is it not five Ghana? That what is it, eh? Is what is going to deal with you the rest of your life. Please, there is no temptation Satan gives you without God's voice being available for you to avoid. I'm telling you. Even if you think your libido is wild, wild, wild. Before you open your zip, something will be telling you, careful. 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 I'm just saying something. If you like, listen to it. But I know that God sent me to tell one person. Just one person something. And sometimes your disobedience grows the longer you stay with people and you even stay with God. Wow. Yes. You see that people who stay in church for a long time after a while, they begin to trivialize their relationship with God. Yes, that's why if it's tithe, 
you know, you now begin to, if it's first fruit, if it's offering, if it's, you begin to manage God as if your growth has overtaken God or your spirituality. It's the same. As you stay with people, you stay with a spouse, you stay with a parent for a long time, you begin to be brushing them left, right, center. You stay with your boss for a long time, you find a way to brush. You see that? You even realize that as the relationship is growing, their ability to rebuke you will be reducing. True of us? And you down there who must obey can make the relationship very technical. Where when they rebuke you, you become very sensitive to rebuke. You you are there, you won't even ask permission. You won't show up. And when they call you, why did you not show up? You say, I was not well. But you know that if you are not well, you are supposed to inform your boss that because I'm not well, I will not be able to come. That's an honorable thing. But because disobedience has entered, yes, you have just decided that you even want to ensnare them. So that if, if, if they come hard, you say, hey, I said, it's a hard man. This morning, I woke up very early to pray. So I can't say some things. The prayer has taken those things out of my mouth. But I'm just telling you that it will serve you better in your spirituality. When you decide that you will maintain your obedience through and through. Maintain your obedience. Maintain it. Let's see one or two things and then message will come to an end. Please understand that divine resources move in the direction of the obedient person. Divine resources. Isaiah 1.19. I've already told you that the fishes moved in the net of Peter. Right? Because he obeyed. Isaiah 1.19 says, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. The good of the land is reserved for those who are willing and obedient. Straightforward, no ambiguity, no nothing. If ye be willing and obedient. There are many unwilling people. And one of the things that I've learned over time is that some of the nicest people around us are some of the most, in fact, they are a liability to your cause. Nice people. He's doing you, but he's nice. Very disobedient, but it's nice. It's a liability to your cause. Hello, pastor. My pastor. We are doing this thing. It's our church. I'm loyal. All those people that keep telling you I'm loyal. I'm loyal. I'm not. Be careful. Dangerous. What do you think I came here to do? You think I came here to dance? Nice people. They don't seem to kill an ant, but their disobedience, will, they can derail your train. Sometimes you can do a lot more work with people who are assertive, open, and honest than people who are coded, mysterious beings. Oh, 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 mysterious boy. Mysterious people. Very dangerous. You see, today... The Holy Ghost told me that when I come, I should comport myself. That's why I wore this gown. So it will help me to just comport myself. It making me look like a Roman father. If I'm not even supposed to be, I'm supposed to just stand here like this. 
Stand here like this. Just move here small. Move here small. So I'm going to try to do this. Anytime a man obeys God, the resources of heaven are activated and dispatched to help him fulfill the prophecy on his head. Yes. Anytime a man decides to obey God, divine resources are dispatched to help that person fulfill their task. And the blessings which are already bestowed upon us spiritually, they need obedience to activate them into manifestations. Even if you are a kid and you have an intelligent brain, your willingness to obey your parent to study is the reason why you will shine. And if you are intelligent and decide that you will not obey to study, you find out that even though potentially you have what it takes to be a top student, you'll be a poor student because you are not obedient. Please, it pays to have absolute and prompt obedience to the voice of the Lord in every matter. Absolute. That's, I'm willing to sacrifice every legitimate means to obey God. Absolute obedience. Prompt obedience. I am willing to do it at the time I am supposed to do it, not later. <laughs> Some people will do it, but they will not do it at the time it is required. Obedience that comes late is the real definition of dishonor, disrespect, and like the Bible said, a rebellion. It's like some people, they will do it in their own time, in their own style. And imagine, imagine if our emergency workers work like that. The fire service is coming 30 minutes after. The emergency doctor, you see how perplexed sometimes you become when you send a patient to the emergency ward. And the patient is there and the doctors, they know. They know that it's not going to die. At least they have two hours. They can allow the person to groan small. See how perplexed you are when you need them to attend because the person is connected. This is what happens when you are dragging your feet around instruction. You just, you just cause frustration everywhere in heaven, on earth, in hell, everywhere. Because some people will never do it on time. They will do it when they want to do it. And by the time they bring the result, it might be quality result, but it may be irrelevant. I used to serve one man of God. It is when I went to the university. I used to serve him on the university campus. It's when I grew, when I was in secondary school, when I grew and went to the university, that is when I saw the distance I was running to go and collect food for him. Without money. That's when I saw the distance. This is from eight years back. I will run to Valco in UCC. Collect food, run back. And I want to do it at record time. I don't stop at any point in my running. And I, it, after a while, it became like 100 meters for me. When I now went to the university as an adult, then I, I'll be sitting in a car from old site to new site. I said, hey, is this the journey I used to make on my foot? On my feet? I'm just running like that? Because in my mind, prophet must not be hungry. Food must arrive early. If he dies, it's on me. Oh boy. God will say, oh yeah, wake up. You are stretching for God. God said, give your eyes a... Let me think about it. <laughs> you, you, you. That was struggling to pass math. You have mind to analyze what God is telling you. You, you, now you are... 
You couldn't analyze small Pythagoras. You you now have my tell somebody, is that you? Is that, I want I want to I want to feel you. I want I want to know. Yeah, you are, you have become strong, Papa. God is talking, you are also talking. Because now you have become a big boy, big girl. You that used to when you had key, you were already running before the rest who follow. Now I say, what, what were you saying again? Take it again. Take it again. Please, look. With God, eh, never grow. Except you become converted like one of these kids. You will never be able to enter the kingdom. And the reason why some people will never be able to enter prosperity is because you can't convert yourself into the obedience of a kid. It's the reason why. Please tell somebody to be obedient to the voice of God. One more time, one more time. Tell somebody to be obedient to the voice of God. One day God was calling Samuel. And the Samuel, could not, Samuel could not decipher the voice of God from the voice of man. Because God called Samuel in the voice of Eli, the priest. So Samuel said, he came to Eli and said, I heard you calling me, I've come. He said, I've not called you twice, thrice. He said, Eli discerned that it was God calling him. He said, next time when you hear that voice, tell him, Master, here am I. Speak to your servant. You need the servant's heart. Eh? That strips you of all your crown, your status, for you to be obedient. Now, have you found out that most cool makers don't work with their friends or politicians? The real ones, they will either work with people whom they know they are extreme loyalty or younger people. Because younger people in that industry will listen. But for cool people, the friends they make the cool with, when they finish, they find a way to eliminate them. Because they know too much and they will not listen. And sometimes they are of the same rank. You can't be commanding me. Sometimes the coup is done by a corporal and there's a general. And the corporal has become the boss. The general, who are you to command me? So they would rather kill the general. Because they need everybody to move in the same direction. Are you here? The reason why some of us will not be useful in any kind of a thing is because you have given a posture that. And I know, I know, I know eh. I know, I know, I know. It's a reason why you don't know anything. Please, I'm begging you today. This is a very good year. This year is going to treat you very well. I beg you. If you were a husband here, I beg you. Obey your wife. I'm begging you. Paul said, I beseech you by the mercies of God. If you are a man here, obey your wife. If you are a woman here, I beg you, obey your husband. If you are an employee here, I beg you, obey your boss. Boss, sometimes eh, a little dotted line from that your high place to the ground will save your business from some major disaster. There are many things you are being told that you are not listening. You are not obeying. It's the reason why you are struggling. Ha! <sighs> One slave girl told Naaman that I know a prophet. In fact, he didn't even tell Naaman. He told somebody in the house that, please tell Ogao that I know a prophet in Israel, eh, Elisha. If you will see him, this leprosy will disappear. Look, it doesn't take very glorious people for your situation to change. God can decide. And in fact, based on your humility, 
or arrogance, God will now decide. If you are humble, you will now bring one fine person that you ordinarily will listen to. But if you are proud, you will put that treasure of counsel in a trash. You see that the person giving you the direction that will save you doesn't look like anything like that. But God is testing because he knows that you are arrogant and you are not spiritual. There is nobody who is arrogant and spiritual at the same time. It's not possible. Your pride will not allow you to be discerning. It's not possible. Because everything is inside your head. Two plus two is four. One plus one is two. Sometimes you don't even think to give the answer. Obedience is key. There are so many talented people who will not go far. But the thing about disobedience is that it's a full misbehavior. As you are doing it to this one, God will make everywhere that is your next level to be watching the disaster that is coming in their direction. And they will be making... That's why some players are good, but no good team buys them. Because you, they will not allow you to come and destroy the spirit in the dressing room. Because you know everywhere you go, you go with your gossip. You, everywhere you go, you undermine leadership. You, undermine, you, are just, uh, you are just trouble. That is a mobile element. It's just... You are just like that. You can sing. Like if you give you the mic and people don't know you, they think you are an angel. But you are bad inside. Somebody's personal driver who cannot keep quiet. Please, were you employed for your bosses, madam? I'm asking you if you were employed to drive your boss and give information to the wife. Or to the customer or to your own family. I want to know. It's a digital map. Eh? Some conversations cannot go on in a car because you are there. You are dangerous. Oh. Gradually, you have become a tornado. You are very dangerous. I'm saying that you are going nowhere. If you don't have that spirituality in secular world, you call it that professionalism. To mute where you have to mute. Bible says know when to talk. And when to be quiet, be our As for you, dear, once you hear or you see, no bad luck can gag you. You must say, even if you are not saying, you see, you are there, you are not comfortable. It's like something is pushing you. It's pushing me. It was pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. Careful. My pastor used to talk to me. He'll be free. He'll say anything because when I leave there, I'll be telling myself I have no head. Sometimes we need to say these things in church. I know some wives don't agree with me, but if you want spice, employ PIs, private investigators, not the driver of your husband. Be careful. (laughs) Somebody's children are not going to eat again. Of course, except it is something that has to do with life and death. You have to find a way to help. But people's business, conversations, people's um, formula for their product, as a man found. See, a chuko jina court is yawn to me, you are not. You'll not be able to defend yourself. You go in. Do you know that as you are standing there, maybe when I say it, you get it right? Do you know that? 
when some people are doing business and they find Christians there, they sometimes pause because they think Christians don't understand the market language. Are you sure you will not bring the church thing here? There's Bible, Bible people. Because when the spirit comes upon you, now you start talking. That's why people employ mafias than Christians. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because of course on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they spoke in tongues. Diverse tongues. As the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. It's the Spirit. But as I came here, the Spirit just urged me to tell you something. (laughs) What a Spirit. Be careful. (laughs) Be careful. Sometimes your boss will give you a rare privilege to be in a board meeting. You are not supposed to be there. But a lion will take you antelope to where lions are. Where you are supposed to be a prey. He just guards you there. See how we do it. He shut you. Tell them, Pastor Francis said, keep quiet. The Bible said, be slow to talk. Be slow to talk. You talk, Papa. You can't talk. I mean, as a counselor, I have counseled people. I've counseled husband. I've counseled wife. And I did not find a reason to put one information in the middle. Because it will be sickening and the guns. But there's still hope for the future. So we look at the future. Some things you don't say. Imagine if a doctor were to say everything. The kind of description you will hear by yourself outside his consulting room. It will break your heart. It's part of our training that we learn to obey rules, obey your ethics of your profession, obey the principles, obey your patients or client customers, obey, 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 ultimately obey God. Praise the Lord. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to pray to God. Tell him to grant you the spirit of obedience in the name of Jesus. Just tell him, Father, I pray for the ability to obey you at all times. In the name of Jesus, ability to obey you at all times. Radobo satata lama hasaya. Can you open your mouth and begin to pray? Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray for the spirit of obedience. I pray for the grace to obey. The grace to obey in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing G.